Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to Rod Stewart. You know what that means? That means if you're the 10th caller, you're going to score a couple of seats to the show and qualify for the grand prize. Let me give you the number. It is 651-461-9226. If you are the 10th caller right now, you will win. Tickets to see Rod Stewart and Cheap Trick at the XL Energy Center. It's on Friday, July 8th. I hope you can go. You're going to score uh, not only seats to the show, but you'll also qualify for the grand prize, which is dinner at Flint and Kindle with me and handsome husband. I promise he's much more interesting than I, so you will have a good time at dinner. You'll also win a one-night stay at the St. Paul Hotel after the concert. Handsome husband and I will not be joining you in your room. But you get the room. I promise we'll leave. No problem. So, yeah. So, call right now. T- 10th caller, 651-461-9226. Paul will stay, but I'm, I'm out. You, you take over then after the show. I just, look, it, it's, I'm happy you're happy. And the fact that you're going and, you know, just share a few photos with me. And that's all I need. Totally. Just knowing that you're happy, Jer. It'll be so fun. I'm super excited about it. So we can't wait for the 10th caller. And then we will get them on the line and say congratulations. But again, they're qualified to win the grand prize. But if you are the 10th caller, you will win at least tickets to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, a couple of things I noticed. Businesses are rallying in this country and in other countries to try to shut down Russia's economy or make them pay a very steep economic price. Visa and MasterCard will no longer work in Russia. And I couldn't help but notice Apple is no longer making its products available for sale in Russia. So do you think Muscovites, do you think the oligarchs not being able to buy the iPhone 13, will that make a difference? See, but this I mean, everybody, really hurts the people of Russia. And the people, I know, most of them I know. don't want this war. I know. But how do you put pressure on the people around Putin who could, in theory help to facilitate change, i.e. kick him out on his butt before he gets anywhere near the nuclear, before he gets near the nuclear trigger. I I worry that this guy is not rational. He's not. And maybe he's gone off the deep end. I heard he's prone to conspiracy theories. Who knows what he's going to do? But um, it remains to be seen whether these economic sanctions will work. But I, I haven't seen... America this unified Mm -hmm. or the rest of the world this unified in a long time. And it took a bloody invasion, one country trying to seize territory from another country, something we thought maybe, you know, 
was relegated into the dustbins of history, you know, a 20th century artifact. Well, we don't do that, right? Everybody says if there is a World War III, World War IV will be fought with sticks and stones. And let's pray. Some people say we're already at the beginning stages of World War III, and, and it hasn't spread. I'm, I'm a little bit paranoid of where things go. All we can do, Jor, here at CCO Radio is listen to these stories. Mm-hmm. And yesterday we had a very emotional interview with a woman named Dasha and her husband, Mark. Dasha has a sister in Ukraine, a sister with small children. Mm-hmm. They fled. They got out. They got to Poland. And and you noticed a text on the text line. From her husband, saying, Mark. Her husband, she right. and Mark live in Apple Valley. Uh, Dasha, obviously Ukrainian. Her sister is there, as you mentioned, with her family. And the mother mm-hmm. is there as well. Uh, she says, right. I believe her mother is, is in a, a refugee camp. And the sister fled to Poland. And uh, she and Mark were letting us know that the sister was turned away from the American embassy there. They were saying, you have to go to the Ukrainian embassy. And she goes, yeah, but the Ukrainian embassy is busy fighting a war. They're not processing visas. So Dasha and Mark are you know, actively trying to get their sister and their, and their mother and, and the young kids because the, the sister's husband had to stay back and fight. So they had to separate. So he's fighting. She fled. The mother fled. And um, you, my friend, did a big mitzvah today because you reached out to Senator Tina Smith. Is that right? On their behalf. Yeah, I sent a few emails hoping just to shake the tree. I mean, not knowing what could happen. But I sent a, um, a couple of emails to Senator Smith's staff. And she does have amazing staff. And just a few minutes ago, I got a, um, an email back from Miranda Morgan who is the Deputy State Director, Constituent Services Director. And she said, Paul, thank you for reaching out. I was able to talk to Dasha and Mark today, and they are going to think through their options and let me know how we can best be supportive. Keep in touch, Miranda. So, And, and look, these are our elected representatives. Mm-hmm. They do this for everybody. It isn't just because I sent them an email. I want to believe they would help anybody. And right now, a lot of people need help. Mm-hmm. Get them out of the uh, the war zone and get them to a safe spot. And there's so what I, the statistic I saw: thirteen thousand uh, Ukrainians living just in the immediate Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. So there's a big presence, and many of them still have family over there, and are trying to get the people they can get out out safely. Realizing the men, what ages eighteen to sixty have to stay and fight. And what strikes me, the women, many of the women are staying and fighting, armed with Kalishnikovs. I saw, they, who was it? Um, one of the beauty queens. I, I can't remember. I think it was Miss Universe for Ukraine. I saw a photo of her gripping a Kalishnikov about to go to the front line. I mean, wow. these people are tough. Mm-hmm. And they're courageous, and they're they're not going to have it. They're gonna they're they're gonna fight. And Paul and I also inch. realize that we have a platform here at WCCO Radio that we have been gifted with. This show is a gift. 
Uh, the microphone is a gift. The ability to reach hundreds of thousands of people a day is a gift. And uh, we were glad that Dasha and Mark reached out. We were grateful that they were listening and that they reached out. And um, we would, if, if you are in need, you know, give us give us a, a shout. I'm at jordana.green at odyssey.com, jordana.green at odyssey.com. Uh, you know, if you are a Ukrainian or, or looking for help, it's not like we're picking and choosing. We help a lot of people here on the show and we would, you know, be you know happy to help. We you'll want to use our platform for good, so that's why Paul reached out on their behalf, and um, we we are here to help. That is what we do. So you can always reach me directly at my email at jordana.green at odyssey.com. And Paul, we're going to quickly switch because some good news. Yes, uh, say hi to Sarah, who is going to Rod Stewart this summer. Yay! Oh, hi Sarah. Sarah. Hi guys. First off, I want to say hi to Jordana and Paul and all you do for the community. Um, Jordana, I've been on your journey with your health, but not only you reaching out to the Ukrainian people, I am an ascendant of the Russian and Ukraine, and I want to say that I just love you guys in the car and listen to you at home and... Thank you. Thank you for what you do. And I'm so excited about going to Red Stewart. Yes. Sarah, listen, awesome. even if you don't win the grand Thank prize, you, let's connect before and we should all meet up. All the CCO <laughs> listeners should meet up so we can give a hug, oh. masks on and, and, and take a picture together. I have been praying for you. And, you know, Paul's great. And my heart's been with you in the car when I drive home. And I just know your journey because I am a survivor many, many years ago. So you've you've are so important in my day. Both of you are. So girlfriend, you. I feel you. I feel that warrior you, in Sarah. you. I feel, I feel you, girlfriend. Uh, we have and your hope. number. And hope. Yes, that's all we have, right? Every day. Every day. Yeah. We need some hope. It gets oh, my gosh. Rod Stewart, and now are those two tickets? Yeah, you got two tickets, girl. <gasps> two tickets. Oh, my gosh. I'm just You're going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to go, Sarah, but I'm so excited to meet you, you at the go. show. And thank you again for everything. I, pr- I feel your energy. Congrats, Sarah. Wow. That was fun. She was oh, excited. So yeah. She's so sweet. I think she didn't want to come on air with us, but David convinced her to. And um, yeah, she I'm was so great. glad she did. So fun. And I'm glad she gave a shout out to you. You got a lot of people out there rooting Grateful. for you every day, Jordan. Grateful so every the- day. We'll be back yes. in just a minute with the mayor of Hopkins. They have adopted a Ukrainian city. We're going to talk about that next. You probably did not know this, but we have a local city that has a sister city in Ukraine. Hopkins has a sister city relationship with Bjorspil, a Ukrainian city of just about 65,000 people just outside of Kiev. That's home to the nation's largest airport. So when I read about this this morning in the Star Tribune, I said, oh, boy, we definitely have to talk about this on the show. How did this relationship come to be? And what is the city of Hopkins doing to support its sister city. So we are so grateful to have the mayor of Hopkins, Mayor Patrick Hanlon, on the show with us. Mr. Mayor, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, Jordana. Hello, uh, Paul. So, Mayor, what's the backstory here? How long have you had a sister city in Ukraine, and how did it come about? 
Sure. Um, so Hopkins has had a sister city of Borsippol, Ukraine, uh, going back to 2012. And I'm, I've been mayor since January here, so I'm not going to pretend I'm something I'm not. This was a cross-cultural program uh, organized years ago by Ukra- Ukrainian-American Irina Firstman with Global Synergy Group and former mayor uh, of Hopkins, Gene Maxwell. Some council members, Molly Cummings, Jason Gadd, who eventually were mayors too. And I'm really here to convey the sentiments of our community. How did you choose this city to be your sister city? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Irina Firstman uh, with Global Synergy Group uh, organizes these types of events, and um, I don't know uh, all of the background, uh, but but organized uh, the relationships that she had between our two cities. You know, and as uh, we have a... Go ahead. Mayor, have you been in touch with your sister city since, I mean, this is, we're six days into this. Has there been communication and what, what can Hopkins, what can any of us do uh, to help moral support and physical support uh, for Ukrainians sure. in their time of need? Sure. Um, you know, we've been uh, talking with, uh, through Irina, again, Irina Firstman, um, you know, I just spoke with the mother of one of the hosts, one of the host parents of a of a daughter. And to our community, this all feels very personal. You know, the children spend time here with our host families, and they feel like our children, too. And obviously, with the lack of the communication that you mentioned, it's been really hard on people to know what's going on there and, and how people are doing. So our host families have been out there writing their representatives to keep the pressure on uh, raise money for charities uh, marching this past weekend. In fact, I know the WCCO has a link up, Help for Ukraine, which lists out resources. Um, I was just sent a list of resources uh, where people can donate money and help uh, in, in a number of different ways. And so I'll post that on my Facebook as well on Hamlin for Hopkins um, if people are looking for ways to um, to support. This evening we're passing a resolution at the city of Hopkins to support our sister city. And uh, that idea was brought forward by a local resident who was involved with this program, James Warden. So, uh, you know, folks don't, I I don't know if I know the right answer to all of that, but we're all trying to do whatever we can um, to get support out there for Borsipol, our sister city, and then also the country of Ukraine right now. Mm -hmm. And the resolution, when you say support, do you mean maybe having fundraisers or are we really talking about getting some refugees from Borsipol over here, what does the resolution entail? Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's it's a statement of support of our sister city, and yes, those things are all on the table. I was talking to Jennifer Berman uh, this evening, one of the hosts' family, and they are organizing, trying to figure out how they can best help out. As as you both know, this is uh, you know this is all a shock to I think our country and a, and a lot of people, and so we're all figuring out ways that we can help out. But yes, those things are on the table. Great. Okay. Um, Wonderful. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead, sir. No, I'm well, just, I, would, I think we, Mayor, we feel helpless, and I'm sure you feel helpless. And and I guess, what what do you tell your constituents when they reach out to you and say, you know, there are GoFundMe sites, there are a lot of different sites where you can donate money. Is that enough? I mean, can we, should we be right. doing more? What what would you like to say to residents of Hopkins and CCO listeners all across the state who want to do something? Sure. We feel paralyzed, but what would you suggest? Sure, um, you, you know it's it's keeping up that pressure. Uh, you know, donating to those organizations that can assist 
uh, folks that are out there from Ukraine. But it, it feels funny to say, but also remember that this is uh, an inspiring story, too, um, that the Ukrainian people and there are people like those that we've known from Borsable here in our community. People describe them as hardworking, their resolve, their genuineness. And I think you see that showing out on a world stage. In fact, there was a message from Borsable Mayor Vladimir Borisenko this afternoon. Do you mind if I read that real quick? Please. No, please. Yes. So he said, greetings from our glorious city of Borsipol. Just wrapped up a conference meeting. I have a lot to share. We are feeling courageous in courageous spirit in the air here. And I'm sure that it, there's none of that on the other side. We are united. We feel the support of the entire world. So they are feeling, you know, if, if people are reaching out and getting those messages out, they are feeling that in Ukraine, and it is helping them fight this battle. Um, you know, and, and I feel, uh, you know, they are outnumbered, uh, but with the spirit that they have there, and I think you're seeing it, I, I would put my money on Ukraine. That kind of spirit yeah. can't be defeated. And I say, let's not, let's not let them down. Uh, let's not forget that this is about one man's ego that could spare a lot of suffering in our sister city. Um, and this isn't about being anti-Russian. Uh, you know, when Russia goes back home, we would love to have a sister city in Russia, too. Um, but until then, we stand with Borsipol. We stand with Ukraine here on Main Street, USA. Uh, as our former mayor, Gene Maxwell, said to me this weekend as I was talking to him, he said, good people need to help out other good people. And I think it's that simple. If we just keep finding ways to reach out and uh, help out the people of Ukraine, uh, I think I think they're going to pull this out. That is so beautiful. I'm seriously well tearing up, Mayor. That is so well beautiful. And that is that is what we need. You know, I I was yep. reading a text from a listener yesterday and they said, Jordana, uh, this is the, the story of the Ukrainians is reminding me of the Maccabees that were fighting against the Assyrians in the story of Hanukkah. And this was a story of a very small group of uh, fighters who were protecting their religion. For those who don't know the story of Hanukkah, just very briefly. And I said, that is exactly what I was thinking. This is it's the David and Goliath story. It's the Maccabees versus the Assyrians. And you you just put yeah. it so beautifully that their faith and their bravery and their courage and their unity, that is what can lead them to overcome. And that is what we pray for and we want for them. So thank you for sharing uh, your story of your sister city, Mayor Patrick Hanlon from Hopkins. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Mayor. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Uh, Ukraine Slava. <laughs> Glory to Ukraine. Glory to Ukraine. Yeah. Ukraine Slava. Thank you, sir. Yes, that's beautiful. Yes. Oh, I'm like tearing up, Paul. That was so beautiful. He was he was very eloquent, and that's what I needed to hear. I think a lot of our listeners needed to hear that. So, uh, yeah, it uh, the force is with Ukraine, and I wouldn't bet against them based on everything I know about uh, this very proud country. And um, we'll see. It's it's David against Goliath, but we know how that story ended, right? Yes, Joe? we do, and and it can happen. You know. Um, you know, it's not just miracles that are stories. They they are stories because they happened. So let's yep. – there could be a modern-day miracle. There could be a victory. There could be a good over evil story. That that could all happen. So uh, what, did, what did he say? He said, Ukraine Slava. Glory to Ukraine. Ukraine Slava. You, have to, yeah. you have to pull yeah. that, David. And I will. Slava Ukraine, yeah. Slava Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. Glory to Ukraine. That was really beautiful. So yeah. go Hopkins. Go Hopkins. So that was – I'm yeah. so glad we – and I, I found that story in the Star Tribune. So uh, credit to John Reinen. So <laughs> for, for sharing that story, we, that's how we found the mayor. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when we come back, an update on what's happening in Ukraine. 
some of the things that uh, caught our eye, a few nuggets when we come back on CCO. So, Paul and Jor and DJ trying to keep up with what's happening in Ukraine. And, uh, you know, will the Russians become increasingly desperate? It's, it's not working out the way they thought it would, according to military strategists. They thought this would be, you know, a quick thing, right? A blitzkrieg. And that the Ukrainians would welcome them with open arms and bouquets of flowers. It has not worked out that way. And we will see. But, Jor, this may be a coincidence. How do you say this? The Holocaust Memorial Site in Ukraine, Baba Yar? Baba Yar. Is that how you say it? Baba Yar. Baba Yar? Mm-hmm. Apparently, Russia bombed Baba Yar mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. And we should remind listeners, in 1941, Nazi Germany exterminated almost all of Kiev's 34,000 Jews in the span of two days. Mm-hmm. Now... Maybe this was just a coincidence. Maybe they're not targeting specific things, just trying to instill terror across the board. I don't pretend to know, but um, the concern, and they're using, apparently they're using weapons that they have not used, uh, cluster bombs, cluster munitions, and just some horrific bombs that almost look like miniature nuclear bombs. They're not nuclear, Mm. but one of those went off in Kharkiv today, in the main town square and again the concern is russia may become increasingly desperate as time goes on and resort to targeting civilians and bigger weapons so i hope that's not the case Mm, scary every day that vladimir Zelensky is alive is a victory i think he is so brave and such a symbol of courage and leadership for his people uh, for the world really for the world so i um just think every day that he remains alive is a victory and when i wake up in the morning i check and make sure that he has not been captured that he is still alive because i think that is just um i I just think the ukrainian people can rally around the fact that he is living and the russians are not winning so that's a, a beautiful thing uh, we had some some great stuff here today on the show. We spoke at length with uh, Stephen Belton. He joined our conversation to talk about Ukraine. If we don't care about the rule of law, what we are doing is agreeing to anarchy. And anarchy is, this, anarchy is a system where the powerful, uh, those who are well-resourced, win, and everybody else loses. Now, someone could argue that even under the rule of law, we have similar base winners and losers, but at least... Under the rule of law, we have a process and a means to be able to achieve and to be able to change the dynamics, even the sense of injustice that we may perceive in that system. Without rule of law, <clears throat> there is no structure to address injustice. It's simply the most powerful win. Uh, I'm concerned about this situation in in uh, Ukraine right now, uh, just as a human being, um, but also as a lawyer and as a pastor. I'm just concerned about it mostly from the humanistic level. But one of the troubling aspects of this is is that it appears that we are all up in arms now about this white country that is being brutalized by another white neighbor. But we don't show the same degree of compassion when we have refugees and when we have immigrants and when we have people who are fleeing violence uh, against them 
when it is coming out of uh, African nations, when it's coming out of brown nations, even when it's coming out of Afghanistan and uh, in other kinds of countries, in other countries where people have been fleeing violence, our sense of outrage over these things, again, appears to be dictated because we're looking across, and when I say we, the United States is looking across at the people of Ukraine and they're seeing blonde haired, blue eyed you know, people who look like them, who have white skin like them. And that's very disturbing. It doesn't change my sense of outrage, my sense of compassion, my sense of anger about what is happening. But at the same time, I'm very aware that there is a disproportionate sense of outrage over this because this is a white country. In fact, Mm. Paul, over the weekend, a CBS uh, reporter came under fire when a correspondent described Ukraine as more civilized than Iraq or Afghanistan. And in another situation, a French news commentator said, quote, we're not talking about Syrians fleeing bombs, but about Europeans leaving in cars that look like ours. So they're saying the quiet part out loud, which they shouldn't even be thinking the quiet part. But they're people on TV. This was a French commentator that said, oh, my God, you know, this is worse because the, they, they look like us. They're driving cars that are just like us, like as if all refugees weren't humans, yeah. as if yeah. they weren't all fleeing oppression and deserve the right to live in liberty and peace and have quality of life and freedom. So we are seeing discrepancies. We're seeing them on the air. We're seeing them when, when black and brown people are turned away at the border. Uh, it, it's just shining a light. The, the, this war, this tragedy is shining a light on continued racism. Human beings are human beings. Are. Love your neighbor. Love all your neighbors, not just the ones who look like you. So it, it's it's hard. For some people, it's it appears to be difficult. Hopefully not for the majority of people who, who do have good hearts. And um, anyway... Uh, we started the show with a surplus. Minnesota's budget surplus is up to $9.25 billion, billion with a B. And we asked Representative Barb Haley, who's the minority whip for the GOP, what she thinks should happen with that budget surplus. That money needs to go back to the taxpayers. Government is funded by the taxpayers, by the small business owners, by the farmers, uh, by all of us who are income tax, sales tax, gas tax. Uh, we've got a couple proposals that we've advanced. The Senate advanced a proposal to cut in- income taxes last week. Uh, we also are very serious about it, wanting to eliminate the Social Security income tax. I think one of your callers mentioned, you know, Minnesota is one of a very few states left that still taxes mm-hmm. Social Security income. And we hear every day from seniors that, you know, they're struggling with inflation. Everything's going up, you know, gas, food, uh, their energy bills. Uh, So that's something real that will make a significant impact. We should get rid of that uh, fundamentally, just eliminate the entire Social Security income tax. See, it's interesting that she said it should go back to taxpayers because the governor is proposing a $500 check for everybody in Minnesota, for adults in Minnesota. And I asked Barb if she would give the money back, and she said no, but it would eventually come back in tax cuts to – Social Security recipients, and I guess for small business. So it's it's not. She said we should give it back, but she didn't want to give it back in check form. She wanted it to come back in 
tax, a permanent, lower taxes eventually. A permanent yes. cut in, in the Minnesota tax mm-hmm. rate for, for mm-hmm. most Minnesota taxpayers. But I think there's bipartisan support uh, to replenish the uh, Minnesota Unemployment Insurance Trust Fund, which, again, at the end of the pandemic, I mean, mm-hmm. it, that needs to be replenished, and yeah, about a sure. billion dollars for workers on the front lines of the pandemic. So, um, And thank you. For, we had a lot of great calls. Listeners called in with their opinions, and we're here to hold up a mirror and uh, and get as many opinions on the air as we can. Absolutely. So. We had a lot happening today. Uh, you have a yes, fun story about how one person is fighting the war in Ukraine, but um, I don't want to say in an entertaining way, yet it was sort of a... Uh, Oh no! Help me out here. And what? Well, Schadenfreude. Yeah, it's it's a, a big, <laughs> big serving of Schadenfreude uh, for at least one Russian oligarch and billionaire who has a very wet yacht. I'll have that story <laughs> when we come back. One of the most moving moments of defiance happened when soldiers refused to surrender at a place called Snake Island, which I think is where Mortal Kombat takes place. <laughs> The now viral audio clip captures the moment when 13 Ukrainian soldiers were asked to surrender by the Russian Navy. That's good. So what Stephen Colbert was saying was that these fighter pilots were talking to each other about how to respond to the Russians saying that they should surrender. And one pilot asked the other pilot, should I just tell him to go bleep himself? (laughs) And then he says it (laughs) to the Russian fighters. (laughs) And it's just it's so pure and I was yelling at the screen like, yes, tell him it's it's that's a great clip. It's in Russian, so we had to explain it, but that's a great clip. Or Ukrainian, excuse me. Go F yourself. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Still here? Am I on? Yeah, okay. yeah, now you are. Right. Sorry. We missed you on that one. All right. All right. So that's great. Um, that's great I, wanted to mention, I wanted to mention this story. A Ukrainian sailor in Mallorca, which is uh, Spain, has confessed to trying to sink a yacht that belongs to his boss, a Russian arms dealer. And uh, he didn't deny it. He was arrested, and he said, I don't regret anything I've done. I'd do it again. He added, my boss is a criminal who sells weapons that kill the Ukrainian people. And according to the Mallorca Daily Bulletin, which I know you read every yeah, day, George. It's on the coffee table. The, yeah, it's good. Uh the sailor sabotaged the 157-foot-long Lady Anastasia, owned by a Russian oligarch and billionaire, by flipping open the valves. So it began to sink. I guess there was didn't sink all the way, but there is some bad. water damage. Too bad. And uh, yeah, heart goes out. Thoughts and prayers to that oligarch. You fight those battles where you can, <laughs> and that was a good one. He did what he could, and there you go. Got a little one, water water damage. Yep. One yacht at a time. One we'll yacht. bring them down. That's right. Uh, thank you for joining us today. David, Paul, thank you. Uh, Timberwolves game is next. The news is next. And the Timberwolves pregame. Go Wolves, and we'll see you tomorrow.
Catch you tomorrow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.